This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to sex tech specialist Nina Sine. Adult Site Broker is proud to introduce ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit asbmarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And don't forget ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage, where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We are proud to offer one of the longest-running adult review sites. The site is a true pioneer in the review space. It has built a reputation for its quality of reviews. With over 28,000 full and original reviews, it's a leader in this space. The site has a wide range of columns and photo galleries. The site is powered by a custom-designed CMS, which enables a staff of reviewers to request titles for review, have them emailed and tracked, and then submitted as a review to the database. The flow is pretty seamless and has been rocking and rolling for many years. The team at this site is filled with adult entertainment enthusiasts. Everyone works remotely. All of the site's marketing is organic, which is a tremendous opportunity for a buyer with a traffic network or who wants to purchase traffic. All this for only $299,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Nina Skyney. Nina, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me, Bruce. It's a pleasure. Now, Nina is Global Marketing Director at Concept to Consumer Collective. That's a mouthful. And she's also the founder of Media Bitch. I love that name. My God. Thank you. Uh, they, they are industry experts in sexual wellness and sex tech. Concept to Consumer is a new sexual wellness and sex tech global business collective. Talk about a tongue twister. Created to, do, to deliver sex toy concepts and true sex tech innovation into reality, which it surely needs. The company was established by industry experts. The collective offers bespoke service to its clients. I love that word bespoke. It's used so much in the UK. Um, So let's start out here. Um, Tell me about yourself, Nina. Well, I've been working in the adult space for about 16 years now. And like Ah. all good stories, it was not intentional. I was working in media Mm -hmm. prior And through a chance meeting, I was asked if I'd be interested in marketing a product called The Cone, uh, which was launched, I think, back in 2005. Mm. Um, And that was it. So it turned out out that I was very good at marketing sex toys. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Um, And (laughs) I've stayed ever since. So from there, I've kind of then developed working with lots of different sex toy brands all over, as well as 
kind of on online retailers, bricks mm-hmm. and mortar stores. I've worked with um, a few porn companies as mm-hmm. well as being involved in organizing national consumer sexual lifestyle shows as well. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a whole range. So that's kind of a kind of my background in a nutshell. Ah, what did you do? What did you do before adult? Um, I worked in television. So I was working in really? television production. I, yes. So I was working in television production, um, predominantly in the entertainment space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I set up Media Bitch in 2002 in between mm-hmm. jobs and then ended up working with quite a few clients uh, in art, um, a bit of fashion. Um, probably the most well-known is a guy called Storm Thorgerson, who designed all the album covers for Pink Floyd and Led Ooh. Zeppelin. So I worked with organizing art shows for him, mm-hmm. as well as handling their PR side of things as well. So it was really great fun. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what is Media Bitch? It's a consultancy that handles, mm-hmm. uh, works in the adult space predominantly now, and we handle marketing and business development. So I kind of go in and see what the client wants, and then we kind of cater to helping them whatever with their objectives are for their business okay so it's very unique so there's not kind of like a set you know like some companies say right we're going to work with this company and this is what we're going to do and it's the same for Mm. every client yeah so I work very closely with my clients and I I think I've been really lucky to work with some brilliant people some brilliant companies and I think that's what's kept me in the adult space as well I think any consultancy, and I'm a consultant myself, I think any consultancy that has a preconceived notion of how they're going to help a client before they ask the client how they can help them is making a huge mistake. The sad part about that is that that's how most people do it. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I don't take on clients just to say, oh, let's just take them on. It's about Mm -hmm whether I can actually do something for them. And sometimes yes. clients aren't ready. And so you have to say, well, actually, I don't think you're ready for this, for what they might have come to me for. And I'll say, well, mm-hmm. we're not ready for this. I think you need to go back and do X, Y, Z, yes. and then let's touch base thereafter. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree 300%. And I've done that so many times and refuse to take people's money. And I, I just still do that today with Adult Site Broker. I'll go, you know what? you're not ready to sell because of this. Maybe it's because you're leaving money on the table. And if you grow it a little bit more, it's going to be worth something. Um, or it's going to be worth a lot more. Or these people come to me with these platforms. I got an email like that today. And, oh, we built this great whatever. And now we want to sell it. I go, is it making money? They go, no, no, we just created it. We created a platform. People don't buy platforms. They buy successful businesses. So I have to give them the bad news that, you know what, all this money and time you put into it, uh, you missed a very important step, bringing it to market. And if you don't bring it to market, guess what? Nobody's going to want it, especially in 2021. Unless uh, you invented the new sliced bread or whatever the hell, but I don't think people would even know. So what, what prompted the creation of concept to consumer? I think we just realized that obviously the market is changing and it's adapting. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to create something that would best service this changing climate. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we also saw strength in kind of working together and kind of using everybody bringing in their expertise. And they've all got different, we've all got different knowledge, we've got experiences and we've got resources. So it was pulling that talent together to create solutions and provide a wider breadth of services. So, for mm-hmm. example, you know, you get some companies, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, Bruce, where, you know, you have one company, they'll hire a PR agency, mm-hmm. then they'll hire a social media agency, yes. then they'll hire, you know, their, you know, their manufacturers as elsewhere, and none of them are speaking to each other. No. So there's no consistency in brand, and there's yes. no kind of thought behind the action. It's just everybody going off. So one of the things mm-hmm. that we wanted to do was kind of create an integrated marketing well not just marketing a service that whichever whatever thing you needed we would work with you and make sure all those working parts fit together yeah yeah no that's (laughs) that makes all the sense in the world and you're absolutely right most people do it wrong um so who is c2c collective aimed at existing industry firms brand new startups mainstream brands looking to move into the pleasure sector or I'm going to guess all of the above. <laughs> and you're absolutely right, Bruce. Wow. That well, that was, exactly that's, amazing. that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's all about, I think, you know, we want to promote the adult and sexual wellness market, market in a positive light. You know, I think what's been great is as time's progressed, it's become more and more mainstream. I know when I started personally, you know, you would pick up the phone, you would try and sell you know, talk about pleasure products and people just hang up on you. Mm. You know, they, it was completely different. And now obviously what is great is the market has evolved. You are seeing sexual wellness more in the mainstream space and it has become more accepted. So we want to aim to support the people who are already in the industry that may need help with various elements of their business. Mm. And we also want to let people know that if they are looking to come into this space, that one we know that is potentially lucrative um, mm. and that we can kind of help with startups and entrepreneurs, product designers or patent holders and help them get their product to market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we've been there, you know, we've all yeah. collectively, you know, excuse the pun, we've all gone <laughs> through this experience. You know, we've worked with startups mm-hmm. and, you know, we've gone through and I think, you know, personally, I feel really lucky to have worked with some great startup companies that you mm. kind of get an all round experience of what it takes to take that product to market. Right. And as you mentioned earlier, it's not as simple as saying I built it and they, you know, and they will come. It's now right. about brand positioning. It's about marketing that and it's reaching that end consumer. Mm-hmm. So I think from our experiences and, and our mistakes in the early days, you know, you can people who come to us will be able to take advantage of that experience. And because we've got those resources in house and because we're all talking to each other in that truly vertical and integrated way, you know, it's all on the same, you know, we've all got the same consistency. We're all working towards the same goal. Right. You know, uh, let's say that I'm a mainstream brand because I find this very interesting that you do this and I'm looking to move into pleasure products um how would you address that and what would you do for me well it would be kind of obviously it would be looking at the kind of demographic i think initially to Mm -hmm. see where you want to place who are you targeting what's your end goal what Mm -hmm. and then kind of create that brand positioning for you the concepts behind it Mm -hmm. um 
and then obviously look at the range of products we do have because we do have a lot of patent technologies and cutting edge technologies that are incorporated in the product range that we have available so we will talk you through that process Mm -hmm. and then help market that to the targeted demographic to bring it to market i know that's Mm -hmm. a really kind of condensed version and obviously it's uh, a lot more complicated right but it is we do have a process to go through like how we like to do take a product to market so it is very much working with the client and what their ideals are but also managing expectations of taking something to market because obviously the market is becoming more saturated yeah and we are yeah. seeing more and more mainstream brands becoming you know coming into this space hmm. but again it's about doing it right and why not go to people who've you know been there done it mm-hmm. um as opposed to going to somebody who might not have any experience in that space Right, right. I mean, in, yeah. in the past, I've worked with companies that have asked me to meet with their award-winning PR companies who are getting paid, you know, very nicely <laughs> indeed. And then you go yeah. in and it becomes quite apparent that they don't know how to position that product to the, to the mainstream market, to the end consumer. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're getting the business, but they're not kind of they, – they don't understand that it is a different beast. Well, they don't know anything about adult. No. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So if I'm a mainstream brand, why would I move into pleasure products? I mean, I mean, what would what would be my incentive? Well, I think people are looking to diversify in terms mm-hmm. of business. We do know it's a very profitable, potentially profitable sector. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as wellness as a whole is becoming more mainstream and brands are looking at other ways to diversify it is another revenue stream so we are seeing more and more brands coming in you just look at you know i have to only look at companies like goop for example Mm. or clothing brands or kind of pharmaceutical companies so they are looking to diversify and i think what's happened with the pandemic um is people are looking at different ways that isn't necessarily tied into a bricks and mortar or traditional way of doing business. Tell us a little bit about who you've been able to add as experts to the collective besides yourself, of course. We've got great um, experts on board from all over the world. So some of which are people like Dr. Sonny Rogers, who's a very established um, sexologist. We've got Toon Mm -hmm. Timmermans from Carew, who's brilliant with technology and online platforms and interactivity. We've got Autumn O'Brien, who's got a wealth of development knowledge and industry insight. We've got Mark Phillips and Topher Taylor, who bring on their LGBTQ uh, experience and knowledge. So those are just some of the few people that we have. We have got more, which are to be announced in due course. So it's the idea of constantly expanding our collective of experts so we can help one help each other and help people within the industry and new businesses coming into this space Mm -hmm. now you mentioned lgbtq um it seems to me anyway that there that there's just an amazing amount of potential for men's sex health products 
Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. I think it's been interesting because when I initially, one of the earlier clients I worked with was a male sexual brand. And it's been quite interesting watching that transition from, I don't know why people still giggle when it comes to male sex products. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of adapting. And I think also the whole gender less marketing for sex toys so obviously with the increase of you know gender fluid and non-binary identities i think mm -hmm. that's another interesting market to watch in terms sure. of how brands will then go on to talk to and communicate to those kind of customers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um now you seem to have a mainstream marketing business involved with Derek block and his touchstone business. How does having a non-industry business support your overall concept? Well, actually, with Derek and his business, they he's got an ex actually got an extensive background and knowledge in the adult space. So for, mm. we've known him for about twelve years, and he's been buying and sourcing products quietly and discreetly for one of the biggest U.S. adult businesses. Ah, um, okay. He's got a fantastic team and his speciality is the brand building and bringing new insight and creative skills outside of the market. So it's kind of like a marriage, I think, you know, bringing that fresh eye aspect and then combining it with our adult experience. So his development is a kind of like brand first where you build out a strong, sustainable story and a strong vision, which I think is invaluable. And especially if you want a brand to last in this market you know, and have that potential to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, is the concept of C2C based around offering a complete service and how so? Well, it's, it's both. So yes, is the easy answer on that one. We are a fully integrated business. Um, so we can take kind of any idea and help create, make that into a reality. So what we've got in-house is in-house designers product engineers brand and concept creatives marketing professionals web and e-commerce specialists as well as all of the manufacturing capabilities that our wing power provides who's obviously one of our partners we've got post-production we can help with logistics warehousing fulfillment and more you know we want this to be all inclusive and we've got lots of people and service providers involved in the business, which is why mm -hmm. we're actively building up our expert advisory panel with like-minded people. Um, and we're happy to talk to anybody that might want to talk to us. That's awesome. You know, I think there's enough space for all of us and it's about sharing the love. It's yes. not just about mine and I'm not mm -hmm. going to help you. You know, I think those days are gone and I think it's about adapting and helping each other for sustainability of the industry. Yeah, and I think you can, you know, this industry has always kind of been that way where competitors do work together. So it's a, it's kind of a big uh, kumbaya thing. <laughs> I think it's been great. I mean, I absolutely love working in the adult industry. I've got fantastic friends from all over the world, and mm -hmm. you know. And the fact that we're still friends in, you know, over the 16 year period, at least for myself, and you know that you can pick up the phone, doesn't matter how long it's been that you've seen each other. It's just like, like you just pick up where you've left off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why not having trade shows has been tough because I tell people that every time there's a trade show, it's like a family reunion. And, Absolutely. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I miss my family. I miss my family. Yeah, me too. I miss the hugs. 
you know yeah. yes it, really yes i'm is. i'm a big i'm a big hugger so yeah um i uh i i definitely miss that i i hope those come back anyway um so will a client need to have a lot of money to bring an idea that they sketched out on a coaster say to market through your services i think our services is you know, is exceedingly competitive. We're targeted. We're focused. We're focused. Unlike a lot of startup spend, you know, we'll be looking. You know, companies already invest considerable amounts to various companies to get to that point, and none of it is integrated and complementary. So I think, with the collective, you know, offering that integrated complementary service, uh, we do have very clear and open and straightforward pricing. We want to have long-term strategic relationship with our clients and we want them to succeed. You know, I always say it's not just about succeeding for the client. I want to succeed for us as well. Um, So we're just as invested in the success of our client as they are. Okay. Well, let's say, you know, they did jot this idea out on a, uh, on a placemat or on a coaster or, uh, or, or, or or (laughs) what they put their beer on and um they don't have money do you can you address that as well do you do you have investment people it is something we're looking to develop as having an investment fund as well um mm-hmm. so yeah watch this space oh you got it i will i definitely will um now let's say a client wants to just cherry pick from the services you offer um, if, if he or she already has some experience on board, can they do that? Absolutely. I mean, if, if somebody wants just one element of what we're offering, that is absolutely fine. We can do that. We can, we'll, we will quote for that particular service that they're after and scope out the work that needed for that service. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, is wherever you are on that journey with your product or your brand, we can integrate and support that journey. Okay. Okay. Now, Let's say a mainstream brand that has never worked an adult creates a range of sex toys for it. How do you think existing players in the adult market would react? It's already happening, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. So I think it's a case now for us to adapt to what's already happening. We can't stop, you know, the train's already left the platform. It's going Mm -hmm. through the tunnel. It's, It's happening. So it's a case of us now. Um, adapting to that so we can either go with it or be left behind you know we can mm-hmm. jump on that train or we're, we're left on the platform mm. so i think there's an opportunity for all of us to help and support and expand the reach that will help all of us capitalize on the opportunities that are coming from this kind of mainstream exposure okay okay maybe you can give me some examples of some if you can some uh, and it doesn't have to just be people that you've worked with of some mainstream companies that have uh, that have jumped into the uh, into the pleasure product space and uh, what their level of success was well i think it's at the moment it's difficult because we're seeing a lot of companies launch so mm-hmm. i would have to do some digging on terms of how that is for them because i think sometimes what happens is is you see a lot of media exposure but that doesn't necessarily convert or translate into sales mm-hmm. so i'd be interested to see in about 12 months where these brands are okay okay sounds good now uh with different clients within a small market how are you going to ensure confidentiality 
confidentiality has always been key to what we've all done, whether it's individually or collectively. Um, I think it's really important and it's important to our clients that we keep that confidentiality. So Mm -hmm. we just, you know, we do do, we sign NDAs at the the onset of discussions and by therefore we honour that and make sure that everything is kept. We do not share any information with third party businesses um, Mm -hmm. and all agreements will be contracted in US or UK law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say today I came to you and I said, okay, Nina, I've got this idea for a product and I'm, I've never done this before. Okay. Take me through the steps of how the collective would help me start, get going, and then take it to market. I think it would be a case of just discussing with you, Bruce, in terms of it would be a case of what the product is, who are you looking to reach, mm-hmm. what kind of branding you have. So I think a lot of it is difficult. Again, like I said earlier, I don't want to give you a kind of blanket answer. No, you and know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a cookie-cutter answer. Yeah. Let's, so let's, say, it, let's say I'm, I came up with a, a really cool new men's sex toy, okay? And... It's, it's something that's different from anything else out there. And I just want your guidance as to, okay, how should we move forward? Maybe you can tell me, well, what would the questions be? What would you ask me about? I would love to look at one, the product and see if there's any ways that we can improve it in terms of technology based stuff that can, you know, create an even better version of the product would have mm-hmm. look at the drawings that you have and I'd also be interested in saying well what are your USPs why is this product different to anything else you've got out there on the market who are you targeting mm-hmm. you know and look at things with you in terms of you know what your ideas are around the brand and the product and who mm-hmm. do you want to target and then go work through that in terms of you know the phase one of launching one product are you looking to launch further products you know uh, how far are you with your branding, your website, your B2B and your B2C communications? Mm-hmm. Are you selling to the end consumer or are you looking for distribution? So it would be a lovely long conversation um, of understanding what your needs are as a client. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I'll be able to provide you with kind of specific ideas regarding your product and how we can take that to market. Do you guys have like a questionnaire that uh, is kind we of do. Uh, yeah. not a good? Good. Okay. That's great. All right. Um, now, why do you think the market needs a collective like this? Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think, you know, times are changing and I think our industry needs to adapt to thrive. You know, we're a collective of industry experts who've worked in this space for many, many years. So we can all, we all bring our strengths and we can offer a variety of different services, you know, from the people that have the experience and have the knowledge, you know, they've done They've walked those steps themselves. So if one of these services that we offer can help a business, then it, that is brilliant. You know, that's mm-hmm. what we want to do. Obviously, clients can pick and choose what they need help with, and we have an option for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of agencies out there, um, but I kind of feel like with the collective, we offer something different. You know, we do have those resources. We do have manufacturing facilities. We do have patent technologies. You know, we have got the marketing and merchandising arm of the business as well. So it's different to, Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to what I said earlier about rather than hiring six 
different agencies to do different things you've got this with the collective you've got this one-stop shop Mm -hmm. as it were that caters um that can cater across a range of services for the client what unique technologies and patents can you offer clients okay so we've got quite a few um we have time time. (laughs) so we've got things like i'm gonna have to check my list here so we've got some, Go so Wing Power, who are our manufacturing arm. They've got a, a range of uh, unique technologies and patents, and they are have a factory based in China. So they've got um, various technologies like body resonating technologies, touch sensors, um, data app services. Um, I'm trying to think now what else I've got on my list. Multiple bullet function. So we've got quite a few different technologies that we have patents to that are unique to us and obviously brand brands or clients working with us would have access to those technologies uh interactive type of products um seem to be the real future where a cam girl can can get on cam and she has a device and the man has a device or the man and the man or the woman and the woman, whatever it is, you know. Um, and I know there's been some of that, but it seems to be an area where there's just so much potential. Uh, talk a little bit about that market, where it's at, and where do you think it's going? I think it's an exciting one to watch because obviously I still believe it's kind of at the early stages so i think there's further development there and further scope to kind of create better products that connect and it's very hot at the moment in terms of obviously people being away from their loved ones during the pandemic mm-hmm. um and connecting so we have got a you know quite a few things that we're working on behind the scenes to kind of make offer a better offering um of those services so i think we'll see more and more of those type products where people can interact with the AR or VR, or as mm-hmm. you said, over the internet through webcams or porn they're watching. So I think we'll see more and more technology going that way. Do you think that's the future of sex tech? I think it's one of the ways um, of going forward with sex tech. I don't think it's the only way, but I think that more and more people are open to going you know trying that technology and i think there will be what's i think i think there will be a a big demand for it absolutely what other innovations are happening in sex tech because i'm more of an internet guy i'll be the first to admit it um i deal mainly with people with content sites and uh, the times that i've been able to go to product shows and the like it's always been fascinating to see what's new um, we had C- we had uh, you know virtual AVN recently, uh, CES, which I think has some sex tech in it now. Um, what have you seen that's exciting? Well, I can tell you we've got an exciting range of products in house that really excites me, and I think that um, yeah, I think we've got a really exciting range of products in terms of like where technology is going and what we can do, and I think also people are becoming more concerned with you know the ethical side of uh, products as well mm-hmm. so i think that's going to be an interesting one to watch and obviously the one we touched on earlier the advance of kind of internet 
connectivity and the interactive yeah you know, yeah the interactive so i think those are kind of the key ones i would kind of be looking at i mean obviously i'm going to be biased with you bruce and say we've got a fantastic <laughs> range of products i haven't seen anything like those on the market you need to come and talk to us i think those would probably be the key points that i would kind of highlight in terms of where we're going in terms of sex tech okay uh, any of those you can talk about at this point well, I think we've got a whole range of products on, like, so, for example, we've got things that are, you know, voice-controlled, app-controlled, music-controlled, remote-controlled. We've got things that heat up, temperature-controlled, mm. multi-motors, various touch sensors, products that vibrate, not just in this concentrated area, but wider. There's a mm. lot of technologies that we have. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we do have kind of, we've touched on them on our website, c2ccollective.com. So there's more information there if anybody wants to kind of go in more details. But what I would say is come and talk to us. You know, one one thing that I've been hearing about lately, uh, which is big, obviously, with any connected device is security. Um, how do you guys address that? Well, it's something that we are kind of looking to improve to sort of, because obviously one of the things we do is we're not looking to share um data with third parties so it's kind of i think it's kind of making the customer more aware and being more transparent and honest so it's kind of fundamentally the customer's choice to switch on that data accessibility or turn it off but i think the key thing is is being transparent mm -hmm. so it's not being done secretly i think what's gone wrong in the past has been the lack of transparency or people haven't realized that that data is being shared yeah, but I, I was talking more about security in terms of I've actually heard of situations where hackers have been able to access uh, women's pocket pals um, <laughs> and, um, you know, actually um, control them and and make them go at amazing speeds and things like that. Um, how are you addressing things like that? Well, data security is something we're taking very importantly. So that is something we are working on. But I, I'll be honest with you, Bruce, I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. No, it's out there. <laughs> I it's, haven't heard that. So I'm going to do some digging on that one. With the interactive products, there have been hackers who have taken over uh, over uh, people's devices. It's uh, it's pretty wild. But w welcome to 2021, right? <laughs> yeah, no, true. I mean, obviously, we take anything like that seriously so it's sure. kind of you know working to constantly improve and to make sure that kind of thing doesn't happen and obviously that the customer feels comfortable yes when they're buying those types of products that they their data is safe and you know with the hackability that they limits those kind of problems Absolutely. Now, how will you address each client's potential needs and give them a unique service? It's kind of, you know, as we discussed earlier, it's kind of mm. speaking to them and kind of working out what it is that the client wants. We ha we do have a well-structured, you know, tested five-step collaboration process. So, you know, this normally starts, as I said earlier, with discovery and mapping, trying to understand the client's business, what their vision is. Um, and then that will kind of help us then define a scope of work and the deliverables. And it's kind of working together. So it's not kind of like, here it is, the end, goodbye. You know, hmm. it's kind of that constant collaboration with each other. Um, so we kind of 
work with the client to define the scope of work, the deliverables, and then discuss that with the client and then kind of create that final proposal or adaptable mm-hmm. proposal, should I say, mm-hmm. to assure that everybody's aligned and on the same page. It's all about being a partner. Sorry. It is. Absolutely. So it's, you know, again, being transparent and, mm-hmm. you know, the client knowing in advance what they can expect and what the costs are involved. There's no kind of hidden secrets. So it's all about communicating at every stage of the process and with clearly identified milestones. You know, our strength really is that there is a collective of these industry experts. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just one person saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. It's all of us kind of thinking of how we can help the client and what else we can bring to their business. Fantastic. Well, hey, Nina, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. My broker tip today is part three of how to buy a website. Last week, we talked about finding the right site to buy. Once you find it, what do you do? Once you've either reached the broker of the site or the seller, review the information about the site. The broker should provide you with the following a profit and loss statement of at least three years that's up to date. If it's June and they give you financials only through the end of the previous year, you need to see what the site is doing now, not last year. If it's a pay site, get a username and password for the site so that you can review the content. Ask how often the site is updated. Get some history on the site. How long has it been in business? The story behind the site and why the seller wants to sell. Get an inventory of the content and how much of it is current technologies like 4K. Find out if all of the content is exclusive to that site. Ask the seller if the content has ever been on VOD or DVD. See if there are any clip stores the content is on. Find out how much the content costs to produce and what the current cost of production is. Very importantly, see if this operation can run without the owner. Do they do the shooting themselves or do they hire someone to do it? And if there's an outside producer, will that person continue to provide content for the site? Find out how many new joins and rebuilds there are a day. Ask them what is the retention rate on the site. And find out if they do advertising on the site and where they get their traffic. Ask for Google Analytics access so you can see where the traffic comes from. This information will give you the opportunity to truly evaluate what it is you're buying. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be talking to industry attorney Nick Zapgaspor. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Nina Sine. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.